Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Combines are rolling through the country and a combination of good conditions and good yields has a smile on most tillage farmers at the moment. Most of the combines are capable of covering large areas each year and combining very different crops through the year. To get over the area, combines will go through many fields and on many different farms. In much the same as fields have different yields, these fields will also have different yields present at harvest and the potential of the combines or indeed other machinery at harvest to spread these weeds is now a very serious concern for most farmers. Preventing the spread is connected with the cleanliness of the machine coming onto the farm or field. To discuss this, I'm delighted to be joined by Dermot Forrestal, a researcher and machinery expert in Oak Park, and also Brendan Burke, a research technician in Oak Park as well. You're both very welcome. Dermot, I first just want to come to you and deal with large combines and the amount of ground they cover. What's the typical area a combine would cover in a season? They are big, Michael, and there's huge variation there. And today people can see actually their kind of spot work rate and they see figures like on the biggest machines, 60 tonnes per hour flashing by, which is a huge work rate. But in practice, I think if you had a new big modern combine, right, you're probably, you will average every hour, maybe something like 22 tonnes an hour. That's 4.5 hectares, 11, 11 acres an hour and that sort of machine. So it depends then on the type of season. Like if you have a very short, tight season, spring barley, winter wheat only, that might do 450 hectares or 1,100 acres in the season. But if you had a longer season, if you started winter barley and end up with beans, uh, it would be double that. It could be 900 hectares, over 2,000 acres in, in a season. So yeah, the big machines are going through a lot of work. Yeah, that, that, that is a lot of area. And, and obviously within Ireland, um, it's, it's a lot of fields as well if they're going from field to field because our average field size is still quite small. Um, do you have any idea, given that, I know it's very much varied in, on, on, on the type of person and, and where they are in the country, how far, what's the width of a combine actually might travel from home base, if you like? Yeah, look, that's that's a very difficult figure, Michael, you know, um, how far. I think if you look at it at the other basis, though, in terms of the number of fields, you know, if you took it, uh, I think there's some figure there of about 12 hectare per field. But I think that's that might be a bit large. Uh, but if it was that that 450 hectares, which is the smaller figure that I had above per year, 1100 acres, that means that combine will be in 37 of those fields. But I suspect contractors' combines have a bigger mix of smaller fields, and I think it could be nearly double that. So if you had a contractor with a fairly big modern combine, not working, you know, a huge length of season, but fairly, he'd probably be in over 70 fields in the, in, in the season, you know. So there, there is an effect there with machine capacity because what has happened is scale has increased, but the fields, the number of fields and the number of spots they're going to has increased. It's not that farms in their physical location have increased, but the number of fields that's going through each combine, the field size has largely stayed the same. So each machine is going through more fields. So from the point of view of moving grass weeds around, it's a greater, much, much greater risk because the machine capacity, each individual machine travels to a lot more fields. Mm. So I suppose when we come into that, and you did mention grass fields are already, given that there's such an amount of fields there, every field is going to have obviously a different yield. And obviously in, 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 in the same breath, you can say every field is going to have a different re- weed profile. So there's a, there's a likelihood, uh, one would think at the moment, that they, um, some of those fields are going to have problematic weeds. And why do you think then that combines are so certainly one of the machines, but why are they so critical in terms of the spread of, of maybe grass weeds or some of the other weeds that are there? 
Yeah, like the, the challenge here is that, you know, a lot of these grass weeds that are causing problems and have herbicide resistance and are new introductions, they are physically moved um, from field to machine and some field to field by some method. So a combine, if you like, and indeed other harvest machines, as we might hit later, they're the vector. That's that's what they, they, they travel on. So any machine that moves through the fields uh, near harvest time can transfer seeds. At harvest, the seeds are viable, okay? The combine's function is to harvest the seeds, if you like. So it takes in a lot of these seeds. It'll blow out again an awful lot of the small seeds, okay? Because as it's trying to separate it from the grain. But it'll just be blown around. A lot of that'll be blown around the combine itself. It'll be in, in the environment, the small seeds. And there's lots of chaffs and nukes and crannies on those machines, which will hold those viable that viable seed. And that that then is likely to fall off in the next field. Okay, so that's really, uh, you know, the, the challenge that the grass weed seeds are physically transferred on the harvest machines. You know, when a when a farmer looks at his field or a contractor maybe goes into a new field and he looks through the field before he start before you know, the the the, the operation actually starts and there is a patch of let's just say grass weeds in, in a proportion of that field. The farmer or the contractor can do, or the farmer himself can do one of one of two things. They can either leave that patch until the very end, uh, so they're not spreading around that farm, which is good for the, the landowner, if you like. Or on the other side, they could actually do it first and make sure that the combine is going through, if you like, cleaner crop to, <clears throat> to clean out the combine at the very end. In either of those circumstances, could the combine be considered clean if you like going to the next far or field yeah look um yeah <laughs> you're putting a hard one there because you're making choices but if it is dealing with a patch within a field in that context uh my preference would be for dealing with it first another in that scenario um either either first or you leave it until your harvest is completely finished with the combine and come back in, in the month of september or something when you're no risk but given that it's in the field deal with it first clean out the machine then and then use the rest of that field to make sure that machine is clean rather than moving the problem onto somebody else's farm you know that by by harvesting again after cleaning it out in your in that field you have a, a greater chance that by the time that machine leaves that field that, that you know the risk for the next field is very very low but it still involves maybe a cleaning process after harvesting that that patch and that cleaning process Brendan will go through. I presume, Mike, in this case, you're talking about very challenging weeds, something probably like black grass or something. Exactly. Case, yeah. You know? yeah. I yeah. mean, I suppose what I'm thinking about is if a contractor comes into your field and you're kind of aware of the firm that they're after coming out of, uh, but the contractor assures you, no, 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 I was in a clean field on that firm when I finished. And the contractor trying to convince you, even though you're looking at a very dirty combine coming onto your firm, that the combine is, if you like, clean. Yeah, no, those are difficult situations. I think, you know, what we are doing, Michael, and you're hugely involved as well, is trying to increase awareness so the contractors and farmers that everybody is aware of this problem, because these are difficult questions. And that scenario that you said first there, I mean, it's it's very important to try and get that right. So it's, it's for sure minimizing the risk to your to your fields, but if they're already there, the bigger challenge is to to avoid spreading that risk to other fields that are working before that machine. Brendan, can I uh, just bring you in here now at this stage um, and talking about cleaning of combines? I suppose maybe the first thing might co come, come, and we touched upon it a little bit already, as regards 
when should uh, the combine operator clean the combine? And is there other factors other than just the grass weeds that they should consider? Well, I suppose the, the, the first thing is that, uh, you know, you're in a high pressure situation, particularly, you know, you know, we have a lovely day today, but um, any of these days, they want to be gone to the next place. But the safety aspect of doing it, doing it probably daily, really, as a part of your routine service that you're, you, you can see where material is lodging within the combine, but really as a, a part of your servicing on a daily, like with the combine cold uh, might be better even when keys in the pocket so you're you're going right through the combine uh, blowing it down which a lot of modern combines will have a compressor on them but even if you haven't to use a yard compressor or a mobile compressor and clean off the combine at least you know what you're looking at when you're finished in that dirty field that you say well now i have to stop and clean afterwards or or or, or before you know you after that difficult piece that you know what what the consistent amount of debris that's going to be left on a combine and where you're going to be taking it off okay so it's, i suppose um, the more regular you're going at it the better you're probably going to be at, at finding those spots as well probably yeah and well particularly even like there's a huge fire risk at the moment with with any machine but particularly with combines but if you're keeping that loose debris off all you know the components but if they're quite warm you're going to get difficult to get in around them. If you're doing that when it's cold in the morning, it'll be easier. But you also you have a good look around the combine and you'll see where stuff is lodging. And if you have that uh, weed problem with any of the grass weeds, that you know you'll you'll see where they were before and they're not there now, or, or vice versa. You know that you have cleaned them properly. But uh, it is it is a a, a thing. It really uh, it's a it's a safety. It's a risk if you start doing it when the combine is is all hot and full full swing. But you will have to do that obviously after the the field. But it is good practice to do it between fields or between farms anyway. So when we talk then about about cleaning, and um, we might just talk about some of the tools that might be useful to to give the combine a really good clean and um, perhaps they're a little bit better and maybe speed up the operation. So it's maybe not such a a daunting task maybe for for the operator. Yes, well, as I said, I said there previously, that the, a good airline. Now, some of the combines have air compressors built in with a decent hose that'll get front to back in the combine and a hand lance that you'll stand back from a little bit. But you will need your overalls on you, even though it won't be. It'll be a little bit uncomfortable in the warm day, but at least you'll be comfortable to drive the combine afterwards if you take off the overalls afterwards. So have the overalls and the goggles and the mask that you can blow the all the chaff and dust off the front of the combine, the neck of the combine, all those critical areas, <clears throat> you'll, you'll get them. So a, a good a good hand broom, really long handled broom that you get to poke in those areas where, you know, you won't always have a lather available, but you'll have to get in up around the neck of the combine and underneath it as well, you know, having them propped up properly as you can get in there and uh, broom them all off and then using your compressor to blow down um, all the areas, you know, with a good long reach lance really that you blow it out just hear people talking about um, leaf blowers as well have they got a a, a function in it they, they would be yeah and obviously they're much more portable that you can <clears throat> bring it with you and, and have a have a cordless one now which are pretty popular you know but they will do a decent job and you won't have to worry about bringing petrol or fuels which you maybe but uh, a, a petrol one will do fine as well probably about half the expense of a battery operated one but it will do a fairly efficient job in in 10 or 15 minutes you get a lot of the heavy material off uh, it won't do much for you in, in down in in the shakers and that in the combine in the back end of the combine where it'll be generally tightly packed where you'll need to poke it a bit and maybe using a, a finer lance but a, a leaf blower will definitely do in the head and the neck of the combine to blow a lot of that material off in a, in a uncropped area okay best of all really before brendan we get into the um specifics as regards what areas are we should really look at. I know you kind of mentioned one or two of them already. 
Where should this cleaning take place? Is it before they get to the farm, on the farm? Where should it take place? Well, you, you, obviously you're hoping, I know you, 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 we, we keep preaching, I suppose, that the combine comes into the field clean from the previous farm, if it's a contractor's machine. But if even it's the farmer's own machine, that he cleans off. If, we're, if you're moving between field and field, you should be at least cleaning off your head and neck of the combine and do that in a in an uncropped area or at least on the final headland area that you're aware of where it is and you're making good note of this is where we cleaned the combine last year and you, if you see any instance then you can at least tackle it that you know wh- where it came from but doing that in an uncropped area would be ideal and then do it again when you move between field even if it's any farm roadways you move to the next one give it a run there for two or three minutes then on a standing area then or an uncropped area and you will see stuff being dislodged again so it's just that the humping and bumping of roadways and that will dislodge a lot of it but you don't really want to be uh, leaving a lot of stuff saying i'll do it before i get to the next farm i'll do it at the next farm because you're going to carry material along the roadways as well so you know you don't want that blowing into hedgerows and that you know it, it mightn't be as as much of a problem for tillage farmers but if it is there it's going to travel around the country a lot quicker as well if you're blowing it around the place so and, and briefly then brendan um in terms of the critical areas that uh should be cleaned down between fields and the combines. You might just give us a rundown of some of those. Yeah, well, you're talking about the header there. So really with the, the header propped up and with the reels propped up, you'll have to get down under, uh, in and the, between the knife and the auger in, in across there. A lot of material will get caught in the edges there, which will be untrashed really, partially trashed, and the seeds will probably sit in there. And then with the header off, if you can take it off, obviously most combines you do on the neck of the combine there, the front elevator, like the neck, which will be going, a lot of material sits there underneath the cab and then opening down the stone trap underneath that, that header then and letting all that material fall down again. And you'll see a huge amount of stuff will, will be practically a, a, a barrel load of stuff will fall off there that you won't really be conscious of until you do that. And um, it's going to be difficult to get the, the in at the back of the combine, but you will at least have to look at because a lot of combines with straw choppers on them and that it's difficult to get in there but you'll have to at least give it an inspection and if you can't if there is material stuck in there particularly if the season is damp or sticky that grass weeds and everything will stick in there in the shakers at the back of the combine. so you'll have to make some effort to get in there and clean those out but you'll you'll need assistance with you you'll need at least uh, it's not a thing you'll do easily um from the from the ground you know you'll really have to get in there and around the back of it if you have a lot of grass material it's going to stick in there and in the shakers and that's where it'll come out you know it won't go it'll if it's in the tank it's in the tank it goes into the trailer and hopefully goes go, go somewhere else but it doesn't end up back in the field that easily but um the front the neck and maybe on the shakers at the back of it, it will be the important areas i think so, Brendan, just to ask you then, uh, in terms of the opening up the augers, you know, the, the, the base of the uh, uh, base of the augers, um, open up the sieves, turning up the air and running it for three or four minutes, that would be reasonably standard then, would it? That would be standard to open up your riddles then, open them up the full. Some combines will have a setting on, the, which is not entirely easy to find it in some combines where it's, there is a setting for cleaning and blowing, they call it, in, in, in some combines. But it is there. It just accepts it as another crop and it sort of opens everything up as a full width setting. So you can blow it out, run the combine then for, for uh, two or three minutes on a, on a hardcore or uncropped area. You'll see a lot of material come out there. But if, if you've got material caught between the bottom of the elevators there will be a bit in those it's not a big job to open those the bottom of the cross augers you can open those down as well but a lot of the material should uh, should blow out the back at that stage but you can open those elevators it'll be it'll be a cup full of 
of grain really that'll be falling out there in each of those and but most of the debris should have gone out the back with the blowing system you know because it'll it'll um, blow through and within that then is it very necessary then when you've all that done to still get into the the right back of the combine if you like with it with an air hose at that stage when everything's opened up and and, and give it another go or is that a bit- it should it shouldn't be but if you're looking in there and you're seeing like there is there is um, little baffle plates and uh, chaff directors on those to, to keep it moving out the back but sometimes they also act as a, a catch place for for uh, straw or grasses or whatever is coming out that, that that gets caught in there as well or or weed heads in particular you'll see them so they may have to be poked out of it there if you because that's on a particularly if you're finishing a bit damp in the evening or starting a bit damp in the morning they will be a bit sticky in that so you will have to stop and 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 clean those out you know once a day sometimes but if if it's all at 16 or 18 percent moisture it won't be an, it won't be an issue but if it, the moistures go up a bit that's where they do tend to stick a little bit on it okay Dermot, can I come back to you um, for a second now and, and maybe we might talk about other machinery. Um, what other machines are the biggest risk? We probably maybe potentially talk about balers, but is there other things other than the harvest type equipment that we should be looking out for? Well, I think the harvest one is the big risk. And look, it is worth mentioning about balers because, uh, you know, depending on their capacity, they can be a very big risk because you, you know now that there's a lot of the large square or rectangular balers they are, you know, very, very big machines. People have contracts to, to, to assemble straw, so they can do quite a bit of movement and quite a bit of movement even between counties and so on. So I think they certainly need a fair uh, uh, deal of attention. And I noticed uh, some of the advisors were telling us the lads up around the, the Dublin, North Dublin area and that are, are, are really cottoning onto this and are quite good in terms of cleaning the baler. So uh, basically you're talking about the very same process at the end of uh, the baler completing in, in a field, uh, it should be cleaned. Uh, the, the last bale should be ejected and most modern balers will let you eject that bale, I'm talking about the square balers now, and start a new bale without too much problem. Uh, but they need to be cleaned down in exactly the same way as Brendan described for the combine. Again, moved to the new site, it would be as good to start the baler in a stationary position, blow off again, and then for the farmer to log where that first bale is made in the, at the new site so that you can follow and look at that area for you know, any of the seeds that may have got through that process uh, of cleaning. They should be there. Most of them should be there before the first bale is, is ejected if it has been cleaned properly. So the baler, um, certainly. All other harvest machinery, the same. Tractors. Beneath cabs on tractors. And look, People should be cleaning out those to some extent anyhow, because an awful lot of our fires, uh, you know, on tractors and machinery are to do with chaff build up near the electrics beneath the cab mixed with fuel. So, again, cleaning that will be a benefit from that side as well. But from a seed transfer point of view, very important. Tractors, bale trailers, loaders, anything at all. Once you get away from the harvest itself, we are, well, still harvest, I suppose, you're going to talk maybe, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about straw incorporation and stuff like that. So obviously the machines that are used for that are indeed for establishing new cover crops. They're going in and out with maybe the remnants of the other field on them. Now, the risk is getting less than the straight harvest machines, but still, I think you need to be a little bit pragmatic here in giving those a little bit of a clean down as well. So, yeah, it extends a little bit beyond the harvest as well to other machines. Okay. You might have thought I asked all the hard questions. I'm going to ask you a really difficult one now. Uh, and finally, um, if a farmer, 
and lots of farmers are relying on contractors and generally i suppose around the this this time of year everything's a bit of a rush the, the contractor the farmer too is delighted to see the contractor getting into harvest the, harvest the crop um but um you, we also have to be concerned about making sure that machine is clean whereas the contractor more than likely is thinking harder about getting the job done and getting to the next job if 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 they can as quickly as possible is there any good advice we can give to the farmer and maybe hopefully the contractors listening as well to essentially make that contractor stop the combine to do everything we're after chatting about for the last 10 or 15 minutes to make sure that there's no risk being passed into that farm yeah look i think the advice there has to be to do with now okay we're into harvest in terms of winter barley there might be a small bit of a lull uh, but maybe not um, before swinging into the rest. But the, the time to have the conversation is before that machine is coming into the field, right? Like we're, as you know, Michael, trying to increase awareness of this. We've actually been in touch ourselves with the Contractors Association this year and last year, both associations, and they'd be very positive as well. So it's really, there is an awareness problem because a lot of people maybe can't see you know, how is this a big risk? But if it's black grass we're talking about, it's a huge risk that ultimately could make production unsustainable in individual fields or in individual farms. So the importance has to be stressed, but it has to be done not when the contractor arrives. And I'm talking about the importance now. The, the, the importance of it has to be stressed before the contractor is going to come. Uh, so it's now. Now you need to talk to the contractor and say, look, if you're moving uh, from onto the place, will you please clean out the thing? There's plenty of uh, online support in terms of how you, you clean. Brendan Burke uh, has featured in at least two videos uh, there on how to clean machines, but there's also other online uh, support there, how to do that. And, uh, you know, you just have to bite the bullet and ask the contractors for it to be part of their normal operation. And yes, it's going to, you're going to lose a little bit of time um, in, in doing it. And yes, as a farmer, uh, a grower, we should be prepared to pay I'm not, uh, something for that bit of time that's lost. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if the contractor is going to harvest a field less in the year, that's revenue lost for him. So this is just an important part of the job. Uh, and that will be a low cost rather than what you're dealing with if you end up with something like blackgrass or increased uh, amounts of other difficult weeds like sterile drum or whatever. Okay, Dermot, thank you very much for your time and Brendan as well. Thank you very much for, for, for joining the podcast today. Some really useful information there. Uh, thanks again. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks Michael. So that's it for the Tillage Edge. And my thanks to Dermot and Brendan for joining me today. It's a busy time of the year and everyone is working long hours and machineries most days throughout the harvest. With these long hours, safety awareness can slip and mistakes begin to creep in. Remember to take regular breaks and keep safety for yourself, your loved ones and employees to the forefront of your mind. So finally, don't forget if you like the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice. <laughs>